0: Welcome to the Over the Consciousness Transforming Podcast for exceptional 21st century living. We have a very different show today on crystals. We're going to be speaking with a Native American healer, uh, Luke Blue Eagle, and we're going to be talking about his latest book, First Nations Crystal Healing, Working with the Teachers of the Mineral Kingdom. Folks, there's not a book like this out there, you're going to gain a lot of deep knowledge and... um, the information that he presents, you're able to heal yourself. And um, Luke Blue Eagle is very deep, very spiritual, and you will feel that you will hear that when he talks to you. Now, the information shared on Get Over It uses intuitive and pragmatic insight to help you shift your consciousness to break through the blocks and release energy that is no longer needed. Yes, we're going to help you let go of the BS that's been holding you back, but you guys know I always ask that question, are you truly ready to? And by the way, folks, BS is a belief system. A bit about me for my new listeners, intuitive since birth, I'm a third-generation intuitive with over three decades of experience supporting people to break through the blocks along their path. I'm a strategist for personal and professional transformation, revealing cutting-edge information that enables you to prosper and thrive. I spent 25 successful years in corporate America as an executive sales professional, and I'm the founder of Healing Visions Ministries and the Northern California Children's Education Network, a 501c3 nonprofit. I provide consultations and healings in all areas of life that heal the mind-body-spirit connection, allowing you to live your very best life. My clients tell me that I keep it real while providing them with accurate information to assist them along their journey as a spirit living a human existence. But they also say, if you really don't want to know, don't ask Monique. My background includes a doctorate in metaphysics, Reiki master teacher, ordained minister, and clinical hypnotherapist. So whether you are stressed, depressed, or possessed, I can help. To find out more about me and the services I offer, go to my website, and that's moniquechapman.com. And I invite you to like me on Facebook and follow me on Twitter and LinkedIn. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe. My guest today, Luke Blue Eagle started working with crystals at a young age. In 1979, after being contacted by his ancestors, he began a 25 year period of training in the indigenous healing arts with elders from several First Nations in Canada and in the United States, including William Kamanda of the Akwaka Nation, Sun Bear of the Chicopeia Nation and Oshina, fast wolf of the apache nation and many others he lives in the quebec province of canada and you can check him out at his websites. So i'm going to give you two the first is ancestral wisdom today all one word ancestral and then the second uh site is Blue and check them out while you're listening to the podcast. I know that you will love the Blue Eagleshop.com because he's offering his um, products there, and folks, they are strong. And then check out the wisdom on, uh, excuse me, ancestralwisdomtoday.com. Welcome, Luke Blue Eagle.
1: Uh, thank you for having me.
0: It's great to have you here. Absolutely love the book that you wrote. There are so many um, books on crystals that are out, you know, in one sense, they're a dime a dozen. But in another sense, yours is so different. Why did you decide to create a book for the masses that really embraces the energy of our forefathers?
1: Uh, Because of the needs we have today, we're in the changing of times right now. We're, we're moving very fast uh, through a evolutionary change on planet earth we're gonna in a way move forward and move backward at the same time we're going to come back to a more simple way of living and yet we're going to go to another stage of our evolution where there's going to be a lot of more what we call psychic powers it's just natural okay. that we grow a bit more uh in our evolutionary path and right now there's a lot of uh, forces out there that are trying to uh Uh, stop that process and so uh, we can see that in the current world situation where there's a lot of persecution of everything spiritual Uh and and uh, well that's just transitory it's going to pass like all the rest Uh, we're going back to uh, to where and so the um, the need for this uh, really arose really strongly uh, at a certain point in my life and so I asked my elders if I could do that. And they said, yeah, at this point in time, we can share. because normally, these teachings are not shared openly because they're very powerful. Uh, uh-huh. but but since we need this on a high level to do a lot of healing today on many levels and for many different beings and as they are very powerful vectors and vortexes of healing uh, the permission was granted and i wrote uh, this book in french to begin with and uh, recently now with uh, inner traditions that's a department of uh baron company uh, in the states so uh we worked a long time on the book it's a very good book i think and i have quite a few interviews about it since it came out and i'm very happy to speak with you about it today because you seem to be a very nice person
0: well yeah, i'm married all right
1: <laughs> well you
0: know you attack the book from two different vantage points um you give a lot of history of um the native american teachings and then you go into the crystals why was it so important for you to uh, share the information on the Native American teachings.
1: Everything is about context. If you really want to, you know, we are multidimensional people, multi-dimensional, uh, multi-dimensional beings. Mm-hmm. We exist on many different realms at the same time. We're not always conscious of that. But it's by, by putting in context that you, you start to uh, really fathom the deepness and the profoundness of the teachings we compare the teachings to a multifaceted jewel uh, you know a multifaceted gemstone you know you have to hear the same teachings in many different lights and see it in different ways before you understand the whole of that because there's a lot of different facets to the teaching and one of the facets is understanding where it comes from mm-hmm. uh, seeing as our history for example is very old much older than civilization which is only a recent occurrence in human history it's only 12,000 years old and our history goes back 127,500 years which is uh, you know 10 times that mm-hmm. um, uh, And that these teachings have been passed down from generation from generation to generation, and you don't pass down something that doesn't work, you pass down something that works. So just that is, is really a a way of telling people and showing people, well, this is something that works, you know, you you can work with this, it's, uh, it's valid information, it's been proven through time, Uh it's been tested and proven to be efficient. So that gives confidence to people, and it gives context. And you know, because of our our minds are multifaceted, also, you know, if you the more information you get on the context surrounding uh, any one subject, the more you can go deeply and profoundly into the, those teachings.
0: Um, yes, you can. Could you talk to us a bit about the foundational American? Native American teachings like centering and the four grandfathers and the four directions because I am it wasn't exactly new to me but I hadn't quite put it together in the context that you did in my mind.
1: Well, you just mentioned things that would take about three weeks to. <laughs> to
0: describe. Just give us a quick overview. Capsule <laughs> <me. Absolute> view. <laughs> I'd love to talk to you for three weeks, but I don't know. I don't we think the audience would hang in. We have to bring it down a bit.
1: Um, Okay, uh, what, what uh, let, let's speak about centering. Now, okay. Centering is, um, it's very important that, to, to understand that, for example, you know, if we come from a, a more um, physical or scientific viewpoint, we have two hemispheres to the brain. And they're oriented in a very specific way, our left uh, hemisphere is the more um, logical uh, aspect you know it's linear thought it, it wants to describe everything and understand everything and have a lot of logic and uh, you know it's the memory bank and all that type of uh, cartesian thinking you know and uh, the right hemisphere your brain well that's the more intuitive aspect of ourselves that's the one that goes into art goes into music uh, wants to understand through feelings and fantasy and, and so but to have a clear understanding of reality these two hemispheres of the brain have to work together you know they have to be centered they have to be synchronized so one of the first things we do and one of the first teachings we give is how do you synchronize the two hemispheres of your brain so that you have a very a complete and holistic picture of the person that you want to help that's very very important because if you're looking at the person through your own experience well, uh, that's, you know, that's left brain. And, you know, you won't really have a feeling for you won't have empathy for the person. And mm-hmm. empathy is the most important thing in healing. But if you don't bring some logic and some understanding to your empathy, you'll be all in your emotions and you you won't get it right either. You know, you, you won't have the distance you need to create with that person to see that person clearly. So both mm-hmm. Both are really necessary, and uh, it also, you know, when you're centered, your energy goes up. You know, yeah. you have more energy. You know, you you can everything that you'll do will have more strength to it because you're centered. You have all of yourself together. You're whole, and that's where we talk about holistic. You know, you know, we when we talk about holistic feel, healing, it's because we also have four dimensions to our being, we have the physical body that everybody knows everything about, you know, and then we mm-hmm. have our emotional body, which has a huge influence on our physical body. And then we have our mental body that has a huge influence on the emotional <laughs> body. And then mm-hmm. we have our spiritual body, which has influence on everything, you know, and that's what creates us. That's what Allows us to incarnate uh, on on Earth, you know, and that's the mm-hmm. if you want the immortal or eternal aspect of who we are, the soul aspect or spirit aspect. And so, when you want to really work with somebody, you're looking at all of that, you know. Medical science today is only looking at the physical body, and uh, the 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 emotional. There's very 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 poor understanding of what that is, and Psychology and psychiatry. The, the, it's very, as far as our teachings are concerned, it's very, very primary. It's very, yeah, very
0: limited. Very yeah.
1: limited. Very limited. Mm-hmm. And so they don't, they don't touch the mental aspect, and they don't touch the spiritual aspect. So they're not really working on the on the person. They're working on his body, and so that's why the effects and the healing is so limited in um, western medicine because they're not really treating the body they're not sorry they're not really treating the person they're treating the disease you know what we're treating is the person's health we're coming out of a place where we want to give optimal health to the person so the disease the person has is very secondary because it's just a manifestation of something else what we want Mm -hmm. to find is what has caused that and when you treat the root cause then uh, not only does the, the, the disease disappear, but you have a better person in front of you because that person has learned. You know, it's like a, a bell. You know, mm-hmm. it's a bell that's sounding and it's telling you the disease. It's like a bell sounding. You've got something to work on. Your Something is not correct in your life. Uh, you, you. It, it's actually beneficial. Any disease is beneficial because it's telling you what needs to be corrected on your life path or what you have to work on. And so by treating only the physical, uh, you're not getting the benefit of what that bell is telling you, you know? And so mm-hmm. you're just turning in a circle. You're you're standing still rather than evolving on your life path and life mission. So that's, okay. that's you know, that's the context with which we work. Of course, mm-hmm. uh, Western medicine is very, very good. You know, the, the way they treat uh, uh, multi-traumatic traumatology you know big accidents you know when they have to really consider Uh the body like a machine and cut it up and put it back together and sew it back together and take it out and you know all that is is perfect you know we need that too but uh, if we're really going to work with diseases well then you know medication is not the best answer because it's going to create side effects all medication has side effects which then create the need for more medication more side effects and it's a never-ending and you have it You there's a
0: downward spiral
1: you haven't healed anything you haven't you mm-hmm. know you haven't solved anything so uh, it, it's a sorry state of affairs right now and this is why ancestral wisdom is so important uh, because it's going to bring us back to the origins of what uh, we are as spiritual mm-hmm. beings and will allow us to manifest optimal health on all levels mm, on the physical emotional mental and spiritual
0: I've got a question for you because I believe everything. I believe in everything that you're stating. Um, what question? What part does religion have to play in the? I'm going to say mass mind consciousness not knowing the spiritual aspects of themselves, or do you feel that it has an impact?
1: It has a it huge does... impact, but not in the right sense because all religions have dogma. And Mm so you're supposed to believe uh, something that you need faith to believe in. You can't verify it. Mm -hmm. So actually, they are tools to control people, just like civilization. Mm -hmm. It's the same. The system that you see in governments and civilization, which is dominating nature and dominating other people, is the Mm -hmm. same thing in religion. It's not the same thing as spirituality. Spirituality sets you free. Mm-hmm. You know, religion makes you a prisoner of that dogma, because you, you're, you know, all religions will say that they are the only religion, you know, that they've got the truth, which, yeah. you know, is is, 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 is hogwash, because well, every, it's BS. every single person has, um, has some part of the truth, and that's their life mission, and they'll understand things a bit differently. And so what you need is spirituality, because that will, and that's why Native, uh, native teachings are so good, because they mm-hmm. don't impose anything on anyone. What they do is create the space in which you will have direct contact with Source. And that's powerful, because then yes. you can really look at your soul and say, oh, okay, you know, uh, you have different experiences. What we do is we create the space in which these things happen. And so mm-hmm. the person has direct experience. But in a religion, you have to go through a priest and a bishop and a pope. And a, there's a people that are supposed to tell you what that experience is rather than you having 1st hand experience. The The approach is completely different.
0: Uh, yeah. And when you have priests that are doing inappropriate things to children, especially young boys, it makes you wonder how people can still follow that belief system, but, you know, to each his own. Um, I want to switch gears for a moment and talk about the crystals mm-hmm. um what is the history behind crystal healing where does it come from
1: it's as old as the earth mm-hmm. uh, the the uh, um the these teachings are really old i i wouldn't be able to see when they started this is really mm-hmm. really old because um the, the crystals are the flowers of the mineral kingdom. They're the most evolved beings of the mineral kingdom. They're the ones that embody personality. You know, you, you can communicate with a crystal. It's not the same thing as a stone. You know, the, what you what you recognize as a crystal is when you see a ge- geometrical shape in, in a, a mineral substance. You know, if you're looking mm-hmm. at a quartz crystal, for example, you'll, you'll see that it has a geometrical form i should have brought one for this talk to really show you um and these angles and these faces that it has it it's manifesting what the molecular structure is made of you know mm-hmm. because a crystal is is uh ge- a geometrically precise organization in space of molecules and this is what makes it possible to transform and amplify energy, because anything that goes through a crystal will be either amplified or transformed by this organized structure. They are the most organized beings, you know, they have one structure, and they hold it for eons, you know, and that structure has an effect. That structure transforms every single kind of energy that goes through it, because of the the order that it has. So, um, as soon as uh, and they're beautiful, you know yeah. they're, they're fascinating. So when first man, you know, saw his the first crystals, the first thing he he does, you know, children that have gifts, for example, that's how you recognize a, a child that has gifts. They're always collecting stones all over the place. <laughs> Well, when, you young, when you were young, you were collecting yeah. stones, right?
0: All the time, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I used so, to get yelled at because I'd have so many in my room.
1: <laughs> yeah, that all all people, all young children with gifts, they will start collecting stones because they feel the energy that's there, and that that energy uh, will regulate uh, energies. You know, it will it will teach you something. It's teaching you something about the order of the universe. You know? And so they are very, very, very powerful. So, you know, it's natural, you know, as a child will do that. Well, with eons of elders that are working uh, in healing their communities, well, they get more and more versed in how to use these mineral beings. And so that's where the the teachings come in. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. Um in the book, folks, he has um he talks about 40 important stones and crystals. And there's a full color inside of these stones and crystals. So therefore, when you look at them, you know what you're looking at. If you are, you know, out and about and you see it, you can reference back to it. Um Blue Eagle, uh the one thing that caught my eye. Well, there's many things that caught my eye, but um the one thing that caught my eye, I love most of the stones that you um, talk about, and I wear them daily. And you called citrine the coyote stone. Why? Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, because it plays tricks on people. That's what coyote energy is. It's the trickster. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's many, many di- different faces of the trickster. But in Native American tradition, it's the um, it's the coyote. Yeah? And you know, we are often in our evolution stuck in certain places, and sometimes it takes something to jar us out of our patterns. And that's mm-hmm. where the tricks come in, you know, and the coyote does that, it, it helps to elevate, uh, to connect to higher levels of vibration, and to um, decrystallize uh, and dewind those old patterns that we've become encrusted in. You know, we we all get these habits and these old patterns that uh, Mm -hmm. uh, trauma or uh, family or school has imprinted on us and that are hindering our spiritual, mental and emotional growth. And uh, Citrine will start, you know making that move around so that it can, you know, decrystallize and and then help you to connect to higher levels of energy. So that's why, and often by playing tricks on you, you know, in the energy, of course. And uh, that's why we call it the Coyote Stone.
0: Okay. I was like so curious because it's like one of my favorites. And I was like, wow, <laughs> you know what's going on here? Um you work with offerings, smoke offerings, and purification. Why?
1: Um, for to understand that we have to talk about spiritual practice. Okay, no, a spiritual practice is what um, makes us human beings. Mm. Uh, human beings have free will. That means that um, they're not like the other beings like animals or plants or minerals these beings always follow exactly what their life mission is you know you don't see a wolf going to take a beer at the tavern a wolf does what a wolf is supposed to do you know and they Mm -hmm. never deviate from their original what we call the original instructions the only beings on earth who can follow something different than their original instructions is human beings and this is why they require spiritual practice, because it is through spiritual practice that they will be able to determine what they're supposed to do, what is right and what is wrong, and have uh-huh. the courage and the discernment to follow that. And so in spiritual practice, there, and human beings really need that. There's just no other way that you can, and in native life, in indigenous life, Uh, spirituality impregnates every aspect of daily life
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and this is what is very different from civilizations when the uh, spirituality is isolated in very small boxes called churches you know but Mm -hmm. in in native uh, way of life all over the planet not just in North America but all over the planet as you have to be in harmony with nature to survive in nature every aspect of your life is spiritual you know there's teaching related even to the way you walk you know so um, and what the spiritual practice is is a part Mm -hmm. of that and there's three aspects to spiritual practice and the first one is offerings now offerings is a way of giving thanks it's what we call prayer but not prayer to ask for something it's prayer to give thanks to uh, give testimony to the thankfulness you have in your heart for being a living conscious human being which is a very Mm -hmm. high level of manifestation and Mm -hmm. when you give to the universe the universe gives back that's a law you know if you want to breathe in you have to breathe out first you can't Mm -hmm. always breathe in you have to breathe out, and then you can breathe in. That's a law of the universe. So mm-hmm. that's that's true in all aspects of things. You know, if you want to have a daytime, you have to have nighttime. These are basic laws. And to mm-hmm. be able to to manifest abundance, to manifest happiness, to manifest uh, spiritual evolution, you have to give, and then you'll receive. You know, it creates magic in your life. And there's many many ways of giving offering. Smoke offering is one of them. Food offering is another. Offering mm-hmm. dance, offering prayer, offering ceremony, offering meditation. There's many ways that you can you can offer a sacrifice. You know, decide for example that you know you you love eating chocolate, but you say, okay, for one month I'm not eat chocolate. This is my offering. There, there's infinite ways of giving offering. Mm-hmm. The important thing is that the the motivation behind offerings is that of giving thanks to the world around us to great spirit mm-hmm. to the spirits and everything you know uh, by giving then you can receive
0: okay could you talk to us about two things um number one is go a little bit deeper about the smoke offering because i found that fascinating fascinating in your book and then also the cornflower importance the importance of the cornflower blue eagle
1: okay Okay, so smoke offerings, uh, actually all spiritualities all over the earth, all do this. You know, they have incense in Uh the churches, in the spirituality, in the Hindu. Anywhere in the world where people practice spirituality, there's burning offerings, you know, that make fragrant smoke. And the reason for this is that the, the spirits of the land and the spirits of nature and all kinds of uh, um, non-corporeal beings uh, that's what they eat that's Mm -hmm. what that's what inspires them it's the smell and also what we say is that the smoke carries our prayers into the spirit realm it disappears into the air and so it's Mm -hmm. carrying our prayers it's carrying our offerings and also what it does is it's a purification and all all of the religions and spirituality do this they purify with the smoke and so mm-hmm. we have we and also there's important to understand that there are um conventions or agreements with the spiritual world you know the world of non-corporeal beings non-physical beings there's mm-hmm. there's a lot more non-corporeal non-physical than there is physical physical Physical, yes it's it's a small part of the world you know it's the world (laughs) is immensely vast Mm -hmm. and and so uh, there are conventions that have been passed between uh, humans humanity and the spirit world and the spirits of nature also and they recognize certain things you know, you do, you, you'll use certain uh, incense, certain burning herbs, and they will recognize, oh, this is what is being asked, or this is what is being offered. So these conventions, they're they're from time immemorial for, 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 for millennia. And they work, you know, that you mm-hmm. get definite results when you give offerings in a specific way with the specific herbs, you know. So I hope I have answered your question. Is that what you
0: wanted? You've definitely answered that question. Now, um, in your book, you talk about energizing crystals with running water. Um, Tell us more about that and what type of water, if any, is best.
1: The best is a stream or a river. Mm -hmm. Or uh, by the side of the the ocean when the waves will come over and go back. It needs running water. If if you're... uh, um, Uh, If you don't have that, you can use tap water, as long as it's Mm -hmm. coming from a well, because they don't like the the chemicals in uh, city water. Mm -hmm. But you know, like here we have a a well so it's coming from the earth water. And so that can be used, but it's better in a stream. So in the winter, I'll do it here in the house. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, I'll put them on a piece of wood, because I don't want them on anything metal or plastic. And Mm -hmm. then I'll have the water run over them for, you know, a certain amount of time. Uh, But if I go out in nature in the summer, then it's going to be one to two hours. And they love that. That's what really energizes that.
0: Now, when you're out, I'm sorry, let me ask this, because I'll forget it real quick. If you're out in nature, and you put your stones down by the stream, because you talk about in the the book, in the Mm -hmm. stream, do you ever lose any I mean, do they like flow away? And if so, is that does that mean your well, time with that stone is done, y-
1: you have to be careful
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> of how you place them
1: in the stream, you know, mm-hmm. you, know you, you can, you know, make a, a small enclosure with other rocks that you find there so that the if the current, uh, you know, doesn't sweep them away, you know, you okay, just be so careful. You're... one place where you really need to be very careful is the Pacific Ocean. Mm-hmm. if you're doing it there and you see a big wave coming you really have to gather gather them up because there's a a great goddess in the pacific ocean that loves to eat crystals really? so many people have lost their crystals by being a moment of inattention and you see this mm-hmm. big wave coming and poof crystal is gone gone yeah
0: well, that would explain it for me because I live right at the Pacific Ocean. So that, that would explain that. Um, in your book, you talk about the eight energy uh, centers, and they kind of align to what Westerners know as the chakras, except for the eighth talk to us about the energy centers and in your practice where the eighth center is located between the what this heart chakra, what I'd call a heart chakra and the sacral chakra.
1: Well, there's a heart plexus. You know, mm-hmm. it's in the middle of the chest, and then you have the solar plexus. is below uh, the diaphragm, just below the diaphragm, just under the mm-hmm. diaphragm, and between the two, where the sternum ends, you have a little uh, tailbone right there. That's mm-hmm. the spiritual plexus. That's where you receive all energy coming from the from uh, outside. That's where that's where you'll put protections with crystals if you need to. protection with crystals. You'll put it there because that's the uh, point, we call it the point of your vulnerability. You know, there's certain um, martial arts practices in the East, in the Far East, that can teach you how to kill somebody with a, a, a one hit at that specific place, because everything is mm-hmm. centered there, your, your soul is attached to that place. That's, it's, um, so it's not very often spoken about, because it's not as visible, on an energy level, as the other centers, really, really, that are really, you know, round, rotating kinds of mm-hmm. energy centers, and this one is is more discrete, if you wish, but it's more important than the others because that's the that's your main. Um, how do I? How can I identify that? It's like you're, you're attached to divine at that place. I okay i don't know how to explain it it
0: would either. be almost like in some belief systems there's like a silver
1: cord or silver thread that's attached yeah it, it originates there but it comes out through the solar plexus that that's okay cord. yeah okay
0: and um you shared a couple of uh teaching stories well not a couple you shared quite a few teaching stories um in your book could you just pick one randomly and share it with folks I want them to have a flavor for how you actually wrote the book tell the stories. okay
1: well the teaching of uh, um, the respect you have to have for crystals and the communication that exists with the crystals Uh, we have a tradition uh, that said uh, that says uh, that we should never buy a crystal you know the crystal either comes to you or you find it in nature or somebody gives it to you and um and um so to explain how this really is real is uh, i was in a teaching giving a conference on crystal healing in a gigantic uh health fair you know alternative health fair in germany Uh, munich it was and um uh these things were and it was a, a great crystal fad at that time. And I think probably half of the booths there must have had crystals. Some of them were incredibly big, you know, there, a whole mm-hmm. island of, of tables there and all of them were covered with crystals. And uh, mm-hmm. so um, I think it was on the second, it was four days. And on the second, no, I think it was the second day, Mm-hmm. Uh, i asked there was a, a beautiful young german lady that they had uh, offered me to help me and so she was taking care of the the booth and translating for me when i had to and so i asked her if i could just you know walk around the whole place to look at all this and uh, she said yes and so um and there's a one corner of the room uh where there was about 10 or 11 uh, labra de wright uh, stones mm-hmm. there, polished, mm-hmm. and one of them just flashed me. I, I had to have this stone. It was like mm-hmm. this was calling to me, very mm-hmm. powerfully. And uh, well, of course, my teaching says I can't buy this, you know. So I tried to play a trick on myself, and I'd say, um, the universe gives me the crystal that my hand designates i could have bought every one of them except that one uh-huh. <laughs> so that Jeez. trick didn't work uh-huh. and so i but i also recognized that that crystal really needed to come to me you know but i couldn't buy it so i just looked at it and apologized and says yeah i would have loved to bring you but i just can't uh, my traditions don't permit and so i just let go completely let go of all attachment to that crystal Mm-hmm. And next morning, I come into the the booth a bit early to have a coffee before the day started. I was sitting behind my booth, and I saw there was a small box there on my stand there in front of me. I says, "What's this? It's not mine." So I opened this box, and there, there's a the crystal. There's <laughs> that Labradorite was <laughs> <laughs> right there, and I was astounded, uh-huh. astounded. And then that young lady arrives and said, "Oh, do you see the gift I gave? I bought for you."
0: Aww. I ex- I
1: explained to her, uh, she didn't believe me at the beginning. Mm-hmm. She really didn't believe me that that's the stone that I wanted. Oh, that the, there was millions of crystals in that place, you know. Mm-hmm. I had to tell her, you know, that's with the booth you took it. That's where the stone was amongst the others, and she had to recognize that. Yeah, that that's exactly the stone that you know. I still have that, of course.
0: <laughs> yes, well, you know, if you put your Stay true to your belief system and, and put it out there. It'll come to you if it's meant to be. Um, I like that little manifesting story. So, um, when we go to your websites, ancestralwisdomtoday.com, what are we going to find there? Talk to us about what's offered there for folks.
1: Yeah, that's the beginning because I have a very elaborate uh, side to that site, which is in French. And we're mm-hmm. building up right now the site in English. So there's the first level of crystal teachings there that you can follow online. It's always better to have some kind of on-hand teachings. There's things in the book that, uh, you know, a book is just so limited, you know, because you don't see the person doing the actual gestures and things that you need to do to get your energy flowing and all that. So that's uh, uh-huh. And there's conferences and there's e-books and I've written eight books and three of them have been translated I think there's three of them there in English Mm -hmm. because I wrote my books in French uh, first and um and a few videos uh, and we're building it up actually we're looking to organize a crystal a complete crystal course right now because it's we need it more than ever there's problems that are arising in the population right now and the only way to heal it is through the quartz crystal healing uh, protocol. Mm-hmm. And um, we don't know, unless the other way of healing the specific ailment that many people are getting injected with today is uh, very high level healers that work with electromagnetic energy that are able to disactivate the nanobots. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these people are extremely rare. Uh, it's very but uh, there is a way that you know anybody who's ready ready to train for a, a few months and learn the um, crystal protocol could be able to do because the crystal acts as an amplifier and makes it possible to do this um, so it's a it's required today that we give that teaching again in english uh, there's uh-huh. first part is already there in french but we should get uh, in english uh, no is it yeah the first part is there in english uh, mm-hmm. But the second part is not there, so we'd like to um, organize that. But um, when I started my teaching career many years back, uh, one of to get permission, one of my elders said, "You go where you're invited,"
0: mm.
1: uh, and that meant I don't organize anything. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not to put myself out there. I have to be invited to do something. So I rely on people organizing my things and right now we don't have anybody that's succeeded in we had somebody who succeeded in organizing the first part but mm-hmm. uh, then uh, covid arrived and uh, the second part was to be uh, on site here and that didn't manifest so we didn't record mm-hmm. that no mm-hmm.
0: well, not yet
1: <laughs> oh yeah we want to do it i want to mm-hmm. do it it's it's uh it, there's a very powerful teaching there that that is really required today. We need to put it out there.
0: Okay. And then when we go to your other site, BlueEaglesShop.com, what are we going to find there?
1: Okay. Well, you'll find all the things that I've created. What is very special is I've created shamanic perfumes. Um, I was often invited into hospitals and prisons to work with native people, and mm-hmm. um, in many circumstances like in intensive care i could not purify with my smoke offerings you know there's oxygen there's medical personnel there's closed windows you can't start burning herb in that environment it's just not possible Mm -hmm. so uh and the electromagnetic pollution to these people that were plugged into all kinds of machines was terrible so it was really hindering my work so i developed over a two-year research and development that I went through what brought me to France to to visit with perfumers there and brought me to study with people making essential oils I developed a uh, perfume that did uh, the same thing only I was astounded to find that it was like 10 times more efficient than our smoke oh wow. Uh, So I decided to put it on the market, and in the process of doing that, there was this one day when I asked my perfumer friend, he was a very renowned perfumer in France, I asked him, Uh give me a few, you know, a few um, formulas with natural ingredients so I could test, you you know, make my practice my scales, if you wish, you know, practice my, because I didn't know anything about perfumery and I wanted to, you know, practice a bit and he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it with natural products. He couldn't, you know, most of the ingredients are chemicals, you know? So uh, since then he's evolved and he's now doing some, but uh, I'm the one who initiated that transformation. And so uh, what I understood at that point is that, wow you know these people are putting chemicals on their body and this is why there's a whole bunch of hypersensitive people that can't even tolerate another person wearing perfume in the same room you know getting more and more of that and so i says uh, well we're going to make others perfumes and every one of them is encoded in ceremony so not only are they beautifully smelling uh perfumes but they have therapeutic effects uh huh and uh, they're they're more powerful. They're very powerful because of the ceremony, because of the ritual that goes. With it. I, I used four different shamanic techniques in making them, and mm-hmm. high French perfumery techniques, and they're all natural, of hmm. course. Okay, well,
0: folks, and then check there's, them there's
1: out. my music. Nope. I've I've uh, recorded okay. eight CDs of uh, music. Uh, mm-hmm. Then we have the traditional smudge, the traditional incense. And uh, probably a few other things there. but uh, the main things is the perfumes, the music, the books, and um, yeah, the incense, the yeah well scotch.
0: I, I... I like the baby bonnets too.
1: <laughs> there are baby bonnets on there?
0: There are baby bonnets on there. Oh,
1: yeah, it's true. The there's baby a, bonnet there's hat. A, yeah. a little bit of uh, handicraft, a little bit of native handicraft there too. Yeah, I don't yeah. know everything that they put on there. Oh, but, no,
0: uh, no it's, it's absolutely beautiful and you can feel the energy <laughs> emanating from it. So, um, you know, I work with a lot of people, you know, in this industry and um, I would say the majority don't walk their talk, but you do. And I appreciate You and I honor you for being you and bringing your information forward into the world because it's definitely needed at this time. Um, Before I go, why don't you share a word of wisdom with the audience that you would like to leave with us today?
1: Yes. Uh, What comes to mind immediately is the importance that you understand that your soul is immortal and eternal, and that the only thing that remains when you leave this life is the spiritual work you've done during this lifetime all the rest disappears you know the bank account you can't bring to with you then the other side the car the house all your material possessions they stay right here you know and you go somewhere else you know and you don't come back to the same place you know never again so you people really need to invest in what is the most important in their lives and that is having some form Of spiritual practice. If you are a believer in some religion, you know, in the beginning, that's good too. You know, not all, not everything in religion is bad. It's this um, sectarian attitude that they've got the truth and that they're the only ones and that uh, there's the dogma aspect Mm -hmm. where they want you to believe without any proof to what they're. uh, that, 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 that's, uh, you know, that's limiting, you know, as far as our human free will is concerned. But if that's what nourishes you, well, that's good, too. Because, you know, when I was very young, my family was Catholic. And uh, as soon as I were, had my first communion, I had my, my father bringing me there every morning, you know, because, mm-hmm. You know, the smell in the church was wonderful. I love the energy of people praying and it was beautiful church with these glass tinted windows, you know, it's a beautiful place. So, so I liked it, you know, and uh, that lasted for a few years until I I finally understood that they weren't speaking the truth. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So I I started looking elsewhere, you know, but um, you know that uh, you know that it was a facade. You know a lot of these uh-huh. Christian people. It's just a facade. You know the their daily lives is not at all Christian. You know they're just going now. Some,
0: or... Yeah, sometimes on Sunday they're out of church at noon and doing what they would consider unspeakable at one. So you know <laughs> it's just you know BS, and that's you know part belief system, part. So the, the other important BS. thing is that
1: you you need to follow your soul mission and also. What's part of your soul mission uh, how do you know what you came here to do is by following what you love to do you know follow what your dream is you know because that's how your soul is telling you uh what your path is it's the things that you like to do it's very easy you can't you can't ask some orientation counselor to tell you what your life is going to do in in school you have to follow your dream you have to follow what you love to do uh-huh. and that's that takes courage you know because it's not always uh, what's going to make you the most money you know but if you're following what you love to do you're going to do it right you're going to do it with passion you're going to do it with talent and the, and that's what is indicating what you should be doing you know and not what other people are saying okay.
0: Well, thank you very much for that. And thank you for being my guest today. I am truly honored to have this much of your time. Um, oh, thank you, Monique, for
1: having me. It was wonderful oh. talking with you.
0: Yeah, we'll have to do this again. I enjoy it. I hope we get
1: more, more. Yes i
0: I'm, I'm pretty sure that we will um so folks i want you to remember that the most important choice that you can make is what you choose to make important consider making the masterful choice of crystal healing abundant blessings light and love to all agape